G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, it is our usual routine to check on those breaking news headlines as they're coming out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East as we look into those things that are happening today in what we'd call the Holy Land. Ron Ross has been across the headlines once again this week. Back with us. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with the headline. 2023, Israel is experiencing its deadliest terrorism year since the Second Intifada. Uh, What's being reported here? Yeah, the 34 people have been murdered in terror attacks in Israel so far this year, making it one of the deadliest years since the Second Intifada, which began September 2000. With the death of the 34th victim who was murdered in Hebron last Monday, Israel has now seen an average of one person murdered in a terror attack each week, with the first taking place at the end of January and at least one being carried out every month this year. The first terror attack in which people were murdered this year was the deadliest. On Friday night, January 27, a terrorist opened fire on people outside a synagogue in the Jerusalem neighbourhood of Nev Yaakov before escaping the scene. A few minutes later, he was killed by police. Seven people were killed and three were injured in the attack. The Jerusalem Post, in their report, then details every murderous terror attack in Israel this year, month by month. Prime Minister Netanyahu said the intensified terror attacks are sponsored by Iran. Okay, Ron, more headlines. Israel approves a 1.3 billion Aussie dollar development plan for East Jerusalem. What's the story here? Yeah, the Cabinet on Sunday approved a five-year, nearly 3.2 billion shekel plan for the development of East Jerusalem, which has replaced the previous 2.5 billion plan frozen by Finance Minister Bazal el who objected to funding for a college preparatory program for Arab students at the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. The new plan for East Jerusalem will allocate money for infrastructure development, housing, health care, education, public transportation, welfare and cultural programming, among other areas. This decision will change the face of Jerusalem, Benjamin Netanyahu said in a televised statement over the weekend. He has said, we are uniting Jerusalem. Smotrich stressed that the plan will reinforce Israeli sovereignty over East Jerusalem, saying that a united Jerusalem is not just a slogan, it's a responsibility. A responsibility to every resident. A responsibility for the development and prosperity of Jerusalem as our eternal capital. More in Israel. The Tel Aviv light rails up and running after lengthy delays. How does this one look? Yeah, Tel Aviv's long-awaited light rail began service throughout the White City last Friday, 
with dozens of passengers departing from three stations simultaneously to mark the hotly anticipated launch of a system many hope will transform, uh, transform the highly congested region. Three trains from Petatikva, Kiryat area and Bat Yamam Kamemi departed at 5.40am, officially opening the red line, which carries passengers for 15 miles from Bat Yam to Petatikva across 34 stations. Work is underway on two additional lines that will triple the area served by light rail. Those lines are now scheduled to be completed in 2026 and 2028. And Ron, the makeup of Israel, you've got Jews, you've got Muslims, and you've got Christians in the mix too. And uh, a headline says the majority of recent Ethiopian immigrants to Israel are Christians. Two-thirds of the immigrants from Ethiopia to Israel between 2020 and 2022 identified as Christians, according to official data from the Population and Immigration Authority. It reveals that out of more than 5,000 immigrants from Ethiopia who arrived in Israel as part of Operation Sir, 3,301 identified as Christians. In contrast, only about 1,773 identified as descendants of Jews. The reason for this high number identifying as Christians is that their aliyah, or their coming up to Jerusalem, is considered a humanitarian act of family reunification. Therefore, it's now assumed that many members of the so-called Jewish communities in Ethiopia are actually not Jewish, but Christian. According to a statement on behalf of the Centre, a conservative Israeli think tank, these findings are consistent with previous reports from the IIPC. Last Thursday, Israel carried out a significant rescue operation, evacuating over 200 Israeli and Ethiopian nationals from Ethiopia due to the intensifying conflict between the Ethiopian army and the Fino militia. The rescue comprised three planes that transported various officials as well as the rescued Ethiopians. And Ron, we like a good archaeology story. So much of those archaeological finds affirm biblical history. But now Israel may uproot an ancient Christian mosaic and send it to the U.S. Evangelical Museum. How does this one look? Interesting story. I've been to this site. An ancient Christian mosaic bearing an early reference to Jesus as God is at the centre of controversy that has riled archaeologists. Should the centuries-old decorated floor, which is near what's believed to be the site of the prophesied Armageddon, to be uprooted and loaned to a U.S. museum that has been criticised for past acquisition practices? Now, I'm reading this from an Israel report. Israeli officials are considering just that. The proposed loan to the Museum of the Bible in Washington also underscores the deepening ties between Israel and evangelical Christians in the USA, whom Israel has come to count on for political support, tourism dollars and other benefits. The Megiddo Mosaic is from what is believed to be the world's earliest Christian prayer hall, located in a Roman-era village in northern Israel. It was discovered by Israeli archaeologists in 2005 during a salvage excavation 
conducted as part of the planned expansion of an Israeli prison. The prison sits at the historic crossroads, a mile south of Tel Megiddo, on the cusp of the wide, flat Jezreel Valley. The palm crown site of a Bronze and Iron Age city and ancient battles is where some Christians believe a conclusive battle between good and evil will transpire at the end of days, Armageddon. For some Christians, particularly evangelicals, this will be the backdrop of the long-anticipated climax of the second coming of the Lord. And if it's going to be on loan to the Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C., I've been to that Museum of the Bible. It really is a spectacular place to visit if you're ever in that part of the world. A wonderful update as always, Ron Ross. Thank you so much for bringing those headlines to us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.